Hello. Hello. Hey, we said at the same time. <laughs> Are you coming for my brand? <laughs> I am coming for your brand. It's mine now. I am Andre. Um. <laughs> Hi, Shannon. How are you doing? I'm good. I、uh, I had a long week, but I am ready to talk spooky with you. I mean, really talk scary. We have to stay on brand. <laughs>、um, how was your flight to Portland? <laughs> I want you to tell the listeners about your Portland trip because you were teasing it at the end of episode six last week. So. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear about the actual trip itself, or like the horrible airline situation? The horrible airline situation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I had to wake up at three a.m. for a flight out of Portland, and that alone is like a horror story. But I rode this plane, right? And I, I'm super cautious. I probably could have gotten there like five a.m. because it was boarding at five thirty, and there was no security. Whatever, I'll lift it. The point is, when I get off this plane from Portland to San Francisco, suddenly I notice that my plane has been canceled. Then the like layover, it's canceled, and I'm like, okay, why? So. I go and I check my app, and I'm like standing in line, and people behind me are like, "What's going on? Where were you going?" I'm like, "Dude, this this is ridiculous." And so I find out that it was canceled due to wind, like a wind advisory or whatever. And so the app just automatically reassigned me to um a 8:30 a.m. the next day, and I was like, "Okay, that is not going to work. I am not spending like $200 on a hotel in San Francisco. I'm not going to be sleeping in this airport." So that was stupid. That was out. And so I found one that was、um, at 4 p.m. Like that was the earliest flight, and lo and behold, that got canceled a couple、mm-hmm. hours later. And the one after that, which was 9:30, got canceled the same time. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to gamble. Wait here all night for the next one to get canceled. So I took a train. I took the BART, took it to、um, mm-hmm. Dublin. Dublin slash Pleasanton, and then my brother sent an Uber, and I Ubered literally forty five minutes to the ne- the town where my brother lives in, and that was that. I just waited for my mommy to come rescue me, and then we drove four hours home. Fun. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, the wind was still there. Like it totally, like the next plane would have gotten canceled. I just know it because the plane I was supposed to take would have been the size of a bus because I took it, you know, towards Portland,、mm-hmm. and so like that would have been spinning around, and I was already feeling kind of sick from the. Flight into San Francisco, like turbulence, man. The point is, flying is terrible, and I hate the world. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed、um, that. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. I because you were talking last episode about how like something about yeah like basically like how airplanes were your biggest fear, but not for like the death factor, rather like. Yeah, and this is exactly what happened to you. I just found that amusing. <sighs> I'm very sorry. It's not amusing.、Um, It was irritating. Okay. I yeah, like I I remember、um, I was taking a, a plane from Sacramento to LA like a year ago, and it got canceled. And then the next flight got canceled, and I was like, I've been here for this many hours. I think I'm just gonna go home. And then I found out that I was right. Like they they just kept getting canceled.、Um, Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to like stay there forever. So smart call, good call on your part.、Um, yeah. yeah, they didn't even have any planes from San Francisco to Sacramento. They were all booked. So like, I couldn't even do that. You know what、yeah. I mean? Like, I could have flown to Eureka or freaking Eugene, Oregon, and like, why would I do that? Like, that's not even close to where I need to go. <laughs> It's ridiculous.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, like kudos to kudos to the people who are able to sleep at、um, airports, but. Like no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing around with that. Yeah, no.、Um, okay, Shannon, what do you have for us today? Well, if you remember from the ending of last episode, we、um, kind of just spur of the moment decided we want to talk about reincarnation. Yes. Um, I think that's very fascinating. I was just talking to uh my uh. <laughs> Landlord, <laughs> we'll call my landlord、um, about reincarnation. I rent her space for no cost to record the podcast in her living room. Anyway, <laughs>、um, yeah. So reincarnation is something that is seen in multiple cultures and 
multiple religions, some not religions, maybe just belief systems. <gasps> Shannon, before you start, before you start, I just wanted to thank, um, I just remember, I just wanted to thank the Outlandish Historians. They are a um, history podcast and they gave us a shout out on uh, Twitter. So I just wanted to thank them. That was very nice of them. Everyone go check out the Outlandish Historians. Uh, Shannon and I certainly will. So that's it. Thank you. Now you can continue. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Outlandish. Thank you. <laughs> I am ready to dive. I have my swimsuit on. Let's get in the water. Okay. Just to be clear, you're a, are you a believer or no? I am a believer. But when I talk about it, I'm going to get into how it's not necessarily that I believe like the traditional sense of it. Ooh, sexy. Okay. I'm yeah. down. I'm down for it. Um, okay. I guess I'll just jump into it and then I'll let you know what I believe. So, okay. reincarnation. Do we come back? Is this truly the end? This is why you don't let me start, Andre, because I always act like I'm on a stage. <laughs> can, can, can I guess that you don't want to come back? You're like, I'm tired. Let me rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I do not want to come back because I've already done this once and it was a pain in the ass for the first 23 years. I don't think I can see this happening over and over again. No, thank you. Um, thank you, next. Oh, wait, is that the right? I don't think that's the right. I, I don't think, think we can next. use that. <laughs> not today. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, regardless of what I want, the question still remains, is this a thing? If it is a thing, how does it work? Well... There are many ways to look at reincarnation. One very common one is the Buddhism approach, which is, which is um, the samsara, um, basically mm -hmm. the cycle of life, uh, meaning that we all just keep coming back over and over, but at what stage is the question. So if you do something horrible, like say you're Hitler, you come back as a bug, that would be like one of mm -hmm. the lower stages. And then you can possibly climb your way up, becoming an animal in the next life, and then from an animal to a human, human to, you know... What is it? There's a. Well, what's the like racial equivalent for insects? Like for racism? Isn't that kind of insectism? Like what's wrong with being a bug, huh? Okay, that's fair, but you have to acknowledge the fact that they're very tiny and we are very big in comparison. <laughs> so that, that, that alone is bad. Plus, people just see a bug and they stomp on it. Like you don't see a cat and start so, stomping uh, normally. So are elephants like the highest stage or something? Are blue whales like Nirvana? Oh, the blue whale. <laughs> the blue whale is like if you were like kind of a bad person, like maybe you talked in the movie theater, but like <laughs> you weren't quite good enough to make human. That's like that's. And also, you don't have to go up or down. Sometimes you just stay the same. So you mm -hmm. just come back to the human. Yeah. However, the point is Buddhism kind of talks about how. Your goal is to end samsara. You want to just completely die, be nothing, which I think is really fascinating. So that's the whole point of enlightenment. When you get become enlightened, that's it. You're done. So mm. that's fascinating to me. However, not the approach I want to talk about. Just wanted to bring that up for context. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not really quite sure what type of reincarnation I'm talking about when I give you the example. Um, or the anecdote, I should say, that I'm about to come up with. But... I guess we're just going to go with, um, you're a human right now. When you die, you can come back as another human. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. And mine is a specific case. So first of all, what I want to talk about is yes, very, I very do. closely correlated to birthmarks. Does anyone um, here have, have birthmarks? Um, and by anyone, one I mean Andre. One on my left hand, on the upper left corner of my left hand, right uh, under like my index finger. And I have, well, I have a bunch of my skin, but I think those are just freckles, actually. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, okay, so this is kind of bizarre. I have that, and then on the upper right corner of the palm of my right foot, I have the same exact one. So that's kind of interesting. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. That has to mean something. I wonder what that means. Yeah, it has to. Oh, I got it. Okay, I'll bring that up later. Okay. Later, just remind me. <laughs> okay, so I actually have one as well, obviously. I mean, mine is on my upper thigh on the back of my leg. 
and it's shaped like a one, which I think is very fascinating. However, whatever, we're just establishing it. So <laughs> some people believe that birthmarks are a result of a past life. So when reincarnated, the traumatic or physically painful experiences that we experience in that life are left as marks on our skin. There's a Dr. Ian Stevenson. He investigated over 120 cases of children with birthmarks to see what they thought about that, if they were making mentions of being reincarnated, anything like that. Um, so children are the biggest reporters of reincarnation, which you'll see a lot, mostly in horror stories, but also in some documented cases. You know, like, I used to be named Betty. <laughs> and you're like, what are you talking about, Samantha? Go back to bed. But, mm -hmm. I mean... We have talked a lot about how children could be connected to stuff, you know, that we don't, we aren't necessarily aware of because they are younger. They're more new to this world. Maybe they see something that we don't. Yeah. Um, maybe they remember their past lives. Maybe there are no past lives. <laughs> so there was a Dr. Tucker and he taught at the University of Virginia and did research. Ooh. He has continued the work into Dr. Stevenson's studies of reincarnation, um, particularly He's examined a lot of incidents where children claim ownership over the items of deceased relatives. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, it could just be like toddlers being like, that's mine. You know what I mean? And they just want to own everything and everything is their toy. But uh -huh. also when they are in a room full of objects and they choose something that your great grandmother had and it's like, that's mine. I remember that. That's a little bit creepy. Like that's a little bit children of the corn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in some cultures, uh, people are known to mark loved ones' bodies so they can easily find them in another life. And in some serious cases, birthmarks indicate exactly how some people died. And so that's what I was thinking about in terms of your birthmarks. That makes total sense. I That means I got injected <laughs> on the hand with, like, radioactive... Oh my god. Fucking... Okay, no, you said it was your left hand and your right foot, right? <laughs> Yeah. What if you were, what if they took your left hand and your right foot and they nailed it together and they hung you upside down like a hog? That'd be pretty fucking weird. Like, <laughs> like a, re like a reed. Maybe they like slit your throat and <laughs> just let you bleed out like that. I guess. I just like, that, that seems very like contortionist. <laughs> um, like my left hand with my right foot i would look like a circle so they they hang me up like a christmas okay, wreath on but a maybe door your other your left foot and your right hand were also tied together but they weren't nailed together hard enough you know what i mean <laughs> so you're like you're just like hog tied okay. like you're upside down hog tied that's what i'm seeing here that's what i'm experiencing okay <laughs> um i think mine could possibly be a bullet wound shot in the femoral artery um blood out mm. maybe it's just an arrow i don't know could be anything um, yeah, so that's what I want to talk about, is birthmarks. Do they indicate how we died in our past life? I say no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on that, or you just... Um, I think that... I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess like people will sometimes do this to me with things that I want to believe in, and I'll be like, uh, you're just being closed-minded. But for me, it's just like, I... I guess I haven't heard anything that I don't know, that, like, convinces me to believe that. So I guess I'll let you talk. Okay. I mean, I, just playing the devil's advocate here, you know, if the devil's perfectly reasonable, um, <laughs> I, it's probably honestly just concentrated melanin, is that what it's called, in our skin? Melatonin. No, melatonin is not in your skin. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you were wrong. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Melanin, melanin. But it's fun to think about. It's it's fun. Um, So there's a website where I was getting a lot of this information called The Speaking Tree. And they have a list of classifications for, um, I guess, what would you call skin impurities <laughs> so they have noted that a slightly curved birthmark indicates a fatal stab wound fascinating anyone listening mm. go check warts that are on your skin from birth indicate that you died during the black death or a plague freckles mean death by fire so i that one wait wait a minute what was the second one again uh warts okay so if you have warts that means you died during the Blade Plague. Okay. But, like, if you're living right now, like, was your last reincarnation 500 years ago? Yeah. I mean, that's... 
That's a good and there point. there were none in between? That kind of sucks. And, and, and if so, that's not how reincarnation is supposed to work, I don't think. Well, how is it supposed to work? At least not the in the Buddhist sense. Well, how it's supposed to work is that like you basically get reborn or put back into someone's womb as soon as you die. Mm, okay. Well, what if it's like you're waiting in line and because there's so many dead people, you're waiting in line for 500 years. Oh my god, but there's a fucking reincarnation like DMV Purgatory? in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you take a ticket and you just wait. <laughs> I mean, the same thing. Yeah, you you just wait till like you can reincarnate. And you like have a your ticket in your hand. You can swap it with someone else, and they died by gunshot, and then you don't have to have a nasty wart. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. sick. But we don't know. Maybe it is like Beetlejuice. The specific <laughs> example I want to talk about is something I have heard about for many years. Um, this is something that has fascinated me for a while and so i thought wow i'll talk about that however with that being said i was very disappointed in my research to find out that the specific case has no names and no specific information necessarily which makes me think it might be anecdotal however the reporter was an anthropologist or scientist and mm. the only reason he didn't give those information the information of the names is for privacy reasons and so maybe it's not anecdotal but then again like all things we talk about there's not a lot of proof so take it with a grain of salt this occurred in golan heights syria so this was reported by a dr Losh. So, in Golan Heights, Syria, a three-year-old boy of Drew's ethnic origin was just chilling, you know, doing his thing. This kid happened to have a long red birthmark on his forehead. So, when we're talking long, it was vertical, a little bit thick, and yeah, I mean, you can, if it's that big, I don't know. I don't know. Poor kid. Anyway, <laughs> so... The people in Golan Heights believed in reincarnation, so this didn't come out of nowhere. It would be a little bit different if it was a society that didn't, I guess. But they do. Okay. So this three-year-old said, Hey, I was killed with an axe to the head. And the elders took him pretty seriously because they already believed in reincarnation. And also, that long red birthmark definitely looked like it could have been made by an axe. Mm -hmm. So what the elders did is they took him to the presumed home of his precious of his previous life. Um, he recognized the village, and upon entering, he remembered his name. Mm. The locals said that the man the boy claimed to be in the past had disappeared four years earlier. So the kid is three years old, and four years, so maybe there's a one-year waiting period? I don't know. I mean, no, like, maybe it's just conception, and then add nine months, and that would make it around four years. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so the boy also remembered the full name of his killer. Um, I actually forgot to mention, this. when he found the village where he lived, that actually took three tries. So he, the elders took him to a village, he was like, no, this isn't it. They took him to another, this isn't it. And then the third one fit just right. <laughs> That's pretty fucking weird. Yeah, so he did, He they found the one on the third try. So he said that he remembered the full name of his killer. And remember, this is a three-year-old boy. I've met a few three-year-olds, they're not that, like, I don't know talking to them isn't that fun. So I find all this really fascinating that he was able to remember the names and stuff. <laughs> um, when confronted, the alleged murderer denied the accusations. This was the neighbor of the man who was dead, or at least missing four years ago. Mm. So the boy mm. said, okay, well, I know he killed me. I can lead you to the burial ground. Oh my god. So <laughs> the boy led the elders to the burial ground they dug and they found a skeleton with the wounds matching an axe to the head Damn. they also walked they walked a little bit further and they recovered an axe the killer terrified by this admitted to the crime and i guess what happened is that the man and the neighbor got into a fight and he axed him he axed him hard. Um, yeah, actually, you do. <laughs> you know, you accidentally axe your neighbor during a fight. Wow. Is it an accident? You, you can. I don't know. People hate their neighbors, honestly. How did that kid? That left me shook. Yeah, it's crazy. And Dr. Losh, he was the person handling this case. He reported this to uh, Trutz Hardo, who wrote this, or at least recorded it in his book, Children Who Have Lived Before, Reincarnation Today. 
and there's um, multiple reportings of this. You can find it online too. Some go into a little bit more detail, but this main story stays the same, and he managed to find the body and the axe and the killer. <laughs> wow. So is this something that actually happened, or I don't know. What else uh, could it be? I mean, <laughs> unless you have some good evidence to the contrary, this seems pretty extraordinary and kind of hard to explain away, so... Right. Like, like either it's all made up, or maybe... Maybe someone knew that the man had done it, and so he used the kid as a ploy. But it, you also have to realize, like, this kid was born in a village, like, three villages over. He was just a three-year-old mm-hmm. kid, and, like, they're, they're, like, they're not, like, on the internet and chat rooms searching for people. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be hard to convince this kid to go on this journey. <laughs> I just... I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe you just offer him a McDonald's gift card. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess... if. I mean, the whole thing could be a hoax. You know, that's the easiest. Yeah. Right. But also, if you're a doctor, why would you lie? I mean, that's kind of... I guess you have many reasons to lie about a lot of things. It's just you were in school for so long. You're going to throw it all away on a hoax. Maybe he's gotten, like, nothing good since school. So he's just trying his hand at, like... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, One of the... Because, shockingly, when I was, like, doing the research, I found a lot of interesting cases with kids that kind of did similar things, not quite to the extent of finding a dead body, but where um, they remembered things and it was all kind of corroborated, and those are documented and they do have the kids' names and stuff like that, and that's really fascinating, but one of the things that they said could be the reason for it is false memories, like therapists kind of suggesting inadvertently, oh, maybe you were this person, or, you know, and then those memories start to form. Yeah, except that this kid wasn't seeing therapists, and even if it was the elders mm-hmm. who were, like, implanting those ideas into his head, unless the elders knew that, you know, like, if, if it was the elders implanting these ideas into his head, the elders didn't know about the dead kid, unless they did, which means they killed the kid, which to me is like, why would you want to uncover that? <laughs> Yeah, and just to clarify, it wasn't a kid that was a dead body. It was, like, a full-grown man. Oh, okay, never mind. But still, like, murder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if this is real, I kind of question the way it works, too. You know, like like you said, like, it's supposed to happen instantly. Um, I guess three-year-old boy four years ago, that makes sense. But also, like, why that kid? Like, I guess it was nearby? Does that... I don't know. I mean... It, it could have been that. It could, have been, it could have been that the spirit was vengeful and was like trying to find like a body nearby where he could like right yeah, go. And don't you think that's a possibility too? Though maybe it was just the ghost possessing him. I mean, no, no, no. I should not have said possession. I should have said like. Well, that's the thing. That's one of the theories that I was going to talk about. That maybe reincarnation isn't just like straight up. You are a person, and then you die, and you are you are born again and you're just you but little <laughs> like no i think that it's more like well <laughs> like, i think i talked to you about this like the movie the Pro- the the prodigy that i saw recently mm-hmm. the new horror movie that came out i thought it was really interesting because the premise of it is basically like this kid um i guess you could call it possession but not really because it's from birth so that's what that's what makes it different for me but this kid essentially is born remembering a past life and um the past like the per- the past life person living in him is actually this like romanian murderer um and the reason he hmm. um like the reason that he's reincarnated is because he has some unfinished business and like according to the movie like when people reincarnate into like someone else's body um a- aka the kid's body so because the kid still is his own person with his own spirit it just so happens that like there's another spirit in there living with him mm. so it does it is kind of like possession except it's like possession from birth yeah um and, like yeah like the movie logic is the spirits return when they have unfinished business and once they're done with that business they leave um so yeah that's kind of more where i'm aiming i guess that makes sense i don't know though because in that that completely draws more on the paranormal thing, which you know I'm totally not on board with, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like the idea of like it being like energy, like we're just atoms and our atoms need to go somewhere, but I I don't know. 
to, to me, that would, like, theory that I mentioned would explain why kids usually forget about their past lives or stop talking about it when, like, their parents bring them to the burial ground or bring them to the house they always talk about or bring them to the town where they say they're from. Like, they feel like they, they, get, they become fulfilled, whatever they felt they had to do. And that kind of old spirit kind of, mm. like, leaves them in a sense. And the kids, because all these, like, all the cases that I looked at, the kids, like, by age eight, nine, they stop talking about it altogether. And then they leave a normal life. Yeah. So that would explain that. I mean, there's another theory, um, which I'll talk about later. But, yeah. That's interesting. The theory that I said I was going to mention later, I guess I might as well mention it now, which was, like, the other thing that I read was that there's the possibility the other theory that i was going to mention is that there's a possibility that our spiritual guides um like people who are really close to us in life like friends or family members who really influenced us um they are the souls that are closest to us in like a past life and then when we like are born again um these guides may like observe and even experience by proxy like many of our thoughts and our our actions on earth so basically what i'm saying is like a kid who is is saying like oh i had a past life that might not necessarily be that kid's past life but a, a person really close to them so like children displaying past life memories like might not actually Hmm. be like direct reincarnation of the people whose memories they claim to share you know what about i mean we are totally going more into a conversational mode at this point but what if like what if we talk about genetics and stuff like that how we can be very similar and honestly science talk let's rebrand this podcast um (laughs) no but what are you gonna say about it well like you know like you're just like your grandmother, stuff like that, where you're very similar to your family and maybe memories and stuff. And we obviously know like depression is hereditary. Like that can be passed down, not always, but sometimes. And like, if that can be passed down, why can't uh, aptitudes or feelings towards things, stuff like that? Because like, uh, I mean, it's a little bit extra, but I was really close to my great aunt because my grandparents were dead by the time I was a baby. Mm-hmm. So my great aunt was like my grandma and like, we were so similar, like in just the things we thought and our interests and stuff like that. Like even now today, we're very similar to her. And I mean, like with, with, with like in that vein, you could make, you can make an argument as grand as like, you know, like this explains why we feel the same way about, <laughs> I don't know, like about dolphins, like my, I don't know, my grandpa and I or something, but like, this wouldn't explain like the kid who was like i was buried here here's my body like damn boy shit how do you do that right like i don't think i don't think i think this is different well i mean like maybe it's not just the things that you like but it's also like your memories like maybe you remember you can kind of remember what they experienced if that makes sense and you kind of think it's yours because you remember it Mm. i mean that's just that's just like a false self-implanted memory. I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah. But yeah. again, like you don't have at that point any information that you that you like didn't already hear from another source. You know what I mean? Like But what if it what if it was just there in your brain? You know what I mean? Through I mean, genetics is what I And I'm yeah, saying. I know what you're saying, but I just don't see how that could happen. Or like rather I don't see the venue for it. Like you're not really saying like you know what I mean? Like, what? What? Why? Like, why? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Sorry for shutting down your. <laughs> that was harsh. I was like, no, it's <laughs> fucking dumb. No. <laughs> well, now you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. I don't think that. I just. I don't know. I guess I already like had a hard time. Um. <sighs> Yeah, like, researching this stuff, I already had a hard time, like, believing in it because I was really unsure. And then when I finally did believe in it, I didn't, I didn't, I don't believe in it in, like, the traditional sense. So I guess I'm having, like, a hard time, a hard time having, like, my envelope pushed on this topic because I'm like, but why? And, like... This was totally like, your idea, too. You, you pushed so hard. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's so interesting. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that I, that I believed it when I suggested it. I didn't. Right, I don't believe uh, it either, but... 
<laughs> Always keep your mind open. Um. Okay. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna like give Ray D a little something because I want to just like sh- shut it down like that. So if I really think about it, I guess. I guess that if you're really close to someone and maybe they like hold your head and like touch your temples, like maybe you can like transfer energy or something or like throw like a hug or a really emotional bonding <laughs> moment. Maybe some energy gets like transferred out of their body into yours and all of a sudden you remember, all of a sudden you remember this like memory oh my from like your grandpa when he was a kid. All of a sudden that's like passed on to you and you're like, holy shit that I have a past life. Oh my god. No, no, no. Okay, so I don't mean that because you're close that you, like, have that. I'm saying that you have the past life because, because, okay, it's really hard to explain. I'm saying that the past life is a result of you being the same person, basically. Mm. Because reproduction is just making a copy of yourself. Oh, okay. That's not what I understood. So it's not like... No, it's not like you like, oh, I like this one. Like, (laughs) I like this one. Fuck the other kids. I like this one. And not like that. I'm saying that because you're so similar, you're already connected. Like yeah, that would know. be it's one, hard to explain. That would be one way of natural selection, honestly. <laughs> Fuck that kid. I like this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot. Yeah, you're you're kind of talking about like um, it's almost like a genetic glitch in a sense. Like right. Yeah, we made this copy of you, but like nature didn't intend for the copy to remember anything from its past copy life, but it does, and that's a glitch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, and then that would explain why you're so similar to the person who you were copied from. Exactly. So you're not similar just because you like them. You're just you just mm. are similar because you are them. So it's not reincarnation. It's yes, just it's be. just reproduction. That's an interesting idea. Um, you bastard, coming down hard on me. I, I fuck you. <laughs> I didn't understand <laughs> what you were saying. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> Huh, I don't know how to like this is not a TLC movie, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Like I I don't like believing that you re- like you you really are not an individual. Like you really are just like a, a product of the mixtures that happen in your environment and you're you're bu- you're about a copy. Right. Like, I don't like that. I mean, even if that's the case, you always have a choice. You can always decide who you are no matter what, you know? Maybe your predispositions. Oh my god, oh now we're getting into yeah, we're getting into like free will versus predetermination. <laughs> right. So interesting. We should like do a little like uh, we should do a scary talk episode where the subtext is just like philosophy talk, Ooh. basically. Uh, and we should tackle something big. And boy, is that topic big! Holy shit! I've had like passionate conversations with acquaintances about free will um, mm. and and predestination. I've had conversations that are that get very heated about how even if like free will really were not to be real it wouldn't even matter actually i have a lot of thoughts on it um and a lot of them connect to the matrix trilogy so welcome to my head Uh... (laughs) (laughs) i love the matrix (laughs) maybe we should get like a guest on for that that would be fun yes yes like we can just have like a stoner talk with some other person someone who is actually like like a fan of the matrix and like knows everything about it <laughs> um, that'd be good. We could draw a lot of parallels. Okay, so let me talk to you about my case. Okay. So my case is actually two cases. So I found two cases of two kids who I found super interesting, and um, but neither case is too long. So I think I'll be able to condense them into like the remainder of our time. And again, they're both really good. So okay, uh, let's start with uh, James Laninger. So James Laninger, unless it's Laninger, but I'm pretty sure it's Laninger. So James Laninger, um, he lives in Louisiana. And when he was two and a half, this kid, he started talking about like these dreams that he would have of being a man called Lieutenant James McCready Huston. Huh. So, yes. So James went on to say um to his parents again two and a half years old which would freak me the fuck out <laughs> if i was a parent um that he used to be a world war ii fighter pilot can't relate um <laughs> he said that he was a fighter pilot from union town union town pennsylvania in his past life and that he had been killed in iwo jima uh, more than 50 years before so this throws kind of like a fork into again what we were talking about like how does reincarnation work exactly like did this kid die 50 years ago 
like waited yeah. in DMV, like in heaven DMV, and then came back now? Or does he just not remember his most recent past lives? Oh, I have an idea. What if it has to do with finding the right body, like the right vessel? Maybe you don't like the parents, and you're like, mm, that kid's gonna be ugly. I'm gonna choose the next one. <laughs> That's interesting. I, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that would be me as a spirit in heaven. I agree. Um... You're like pop stars only. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's an interesting question to like bring up again. Like, why, why is this what he? Is this what he is remembering? The one that was 50 years ago. Um, were there any more in between before 50 years I ago? I mean, so... I also kind of want to... I'm so sorry for interjecting for this, of all things. No, no, no. <laughs> I just want to say, time, man. Do we even know time is real? Like, for them, 50 years, we don't know. We don't know what it's like. We don't know what it's like to be dead. <laughs> I said we were going to do Philosophy Talk another episode, and stay on track. I had to bring it up. <laughs> no, but honestly, yeah, like, I, I remember watching like, a couple of YouTube videos the other day about, like, does time even exist? And, like, my mind was, like, taking for a trip. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this kid says this to his parents. The parents were like, what the fuck? So, um, again, he was two, and he started talking a lot about aviation all of a sudden, and his <laughs> knowledge on aviation was, like, astounding, according to the parents, and they couldn't understand how, because they didn't know anything about it, and, like, the kid didn't watch this on TV or anything. So, and he, he would talk about the Air Force and how he flew in it, whatever. He then uh, started having nightmares, um, and he would, um, he, he'd say that his nightmares were about being shut down by uh, uh, a Japanese plane with a red sun on the side according to the article huh so uh these were the like japanese empire fighter pilot planes basically that's what he's describing and the parents knew that like oh shit like so, so the kid is like he, he's right like that's what they look like but how could he know this like is the right. kid at two years old going on the internet and looking up what like what were two fighter planes from japan looked like no so there was again no way that this kid could have known this and um his nightmares then started okay so he started having these nightmares but the reason the nightmares happened were because his um dad took him to a flight museum so then i read that and i was like okay so this kind of throws a fork into the thing because it's like maybe at the flight museum the kid did see like a japanese fighter plane and he could just be lying mm -hmm. but then like the account continues and basically what the article describes is that um, the kid would um, keep having nightmares and sometimes he would um, scream at the top of his voice, like, this is, this is a quote, like, airplane crash, on fire, can't get out, help. Oh. And he'd be, like, kicking and pointing to the ceiling. At one point, like, his mom took him shopping and he, um, the mom pointed out a plane in a shop window and she was like, look, like the plane has a bomb at the bottom. And the kid, like at two years old, was like, no, mom, you stupid bitch. That's not a bomb. That's a drop tank. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> this is this so, kid's legit. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I just I wanted to bring up like the, the fork in the theory because I, I want to like, you know, give credence to like the like the skeptics. But um, like unless the parents just made the whole thing up just for the kick of it. Right. Like, I don't think that they're lying. And I think that the nightmares starting after he, like the dad took the kid to the museum. Um, what that actually means is like, it actually makes a lot mm -hmm. of sense. So, like to me, what that actually means is that um, the kid, like going to the museum and seeing stuff from that era, if anything, like kicked his memory, like back into gear and was like, Oh shit. And then like all the PTSD came back from yeah, his past life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, so you could take it either way. Either, like, yeah, exactly. So um, so that's what the kid said. <laughs> it's a drop tank, mom. Well, also, like, how... Okay, I know two-and-a-half-year-olds who would gladly eat anything. <laughs> like, they're not not—they're not that smart. Like, I know all parents want to believe, like, oh, my kid's so much smarter than all the other kids. No, okay, this kid knows how airplanes work. Like, he's, yeah. you can't retain all that from one visit to the right. museum. Like... That's crazy. Right. Plus, again, un unless this is all a lie, the museum visit is really inconsequential because the kid was saying that he was a fighter pilot, like, before they ever went to this museum. Again, okay, the dad yeah. took him because the kid was so adamant. 
So yeah, really inconsequential. The mom didn't know what a drop tank was. <laughs> Relatable. And um, the the kid then went on to tell his parents that he had flown a plane called a Corsair, which took off from a boat called an Atoma. So interesting fact to remember. Number one. Um, something else. Uh, this, I just found this interesting. Um, his parents um, served him meatloaf one day for lunch, and James said, uh, "He said meatloaf. I haven't had this since I wasn't in Atoma. Can you imagine like your kid saying that?" <laughs> <laughs> I feel like send it back. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, but that's just like that'd be so shocking. It's just weird. Um, it's like having like a grandpa yeah. as a child. I know, I know. Okay, so, um, so then Bruce, James' father, decided to do some research uh, of his own. He he discovers that there was a small escort carrier called the Natoma Bay which had been in the Battle of Iwo Jima, which, according to James, is where he died 50 Ooh. years ago. So the parents keep researching, and they find that there indeed had been a pilot called James Hustle. No! Um, no! Yeah, I put an exclamation like mark next to that, because I was fucking shook. Um, and you can look this up. Like, he existed. Um, and he was hit by Japanese fire and like his engine got fucked up. So like the plane went down and he died. He died March 3rd, 1945. Oh my God. Um, when this case came out, like the 50 year mark was like pretty accurate. So the kid was right. Um, okay. Another twist to this, like, which is pretty fucking incredible. Um, Huston's sister, uh, her name is. Anne Barron. She was 87 years old um, when the family decided to have James, like, visit her. <laughs> so, they... Okay, so they find out, the parents find out that the kid isn't lying, that the pilot did exist. And then they decide to track down the pilot's sister. Which, if I was a sister, I'd be like, like, my brother died years ago. Can you, like, l- like leave me alone? Like, suffer in right. peace? But, actually... Um, the sister, like, they tracked her down, they talked to her, and she said that listening to Jane's story, she totally believed him. <laughs> and this is a quote of, of the sister. He knows too many things. For some reason, he knows what happened. Um, so she was shook, and she believes the kid. Can you believe that? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, this 87-year-old lady was like, this little kid is my brother who died 50 years ago. I also want to point out that she's 87 and maybe her last dip out of this world was like, all right, I'll play along. Honestly, yeah, that was pretty funny. So, uh, oh, okay. So the, the pilot's cousin, uh, Bob, <laughs> who's 74 uh, at the time, also had this to say, and this is a quote. He said, to me, it's amazing. Everything the boy has said is exactly the account told to James Huston's father and also my mother. There is no way this child could have known that. So yeah, that's what the cousin said. This was so okay. This was so heartbreaking when I read this. Uh, when James was six years old in two thousand and four, so I guess we can make the math now. He was six in two thousand and four, so that means he was two in two thousand. Um, and he saw the sister when he was yeah, also when he was around six. Never mind then. So two thousand and four. So this kid is what he is like twenty now. Damn. Hmm. Wow. And I bet you he was, like, not talking about it still because it seems that, like, his dream was fulfilled. If his dream was to, like, see his family and friends again, um, which is exactly what what I was going to mention. So the heartbreaking part about this is the article states that when James was six back in 2004, his father took him to, like, a vet reunion and... um, and these were all these were all people who uh, had served on the Natoma. Uh, and when the kid was there, he was able to recognize like some of his friends after 50, 60 years. And he, he said, they're so old. Oh, my God. I know. But like, that's so sad. It just made me think like, if this is true, like, can you imagine like you being this kid and seeing yourself as how you looked before you died? In your past life. So James must like must have been like what? 20 something? He was a young soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know. That's how you see yourself. 
in the metaphorical mirror, right? And then you go see your friends and they're all like in their 70s and 80s and you're like, oh my god. Mm. And it's like, I don't know. It's very like Captain America, you know, like at the end of the first movie. Yeah. Um, when he reunites with like his love from like 50 years ago, he was like frozen in a ice cube or some shit for 50 years. And the woman's like dying now. Oh. Um, but he still like loves her. Oh, oh so that sad. hurts. I know. Um, so. Uh, they wrote a book about this. The parents wrote, wrote a book about, about Jane's uh, experience. And uh, the book is very popular. Um, and that is the story of James. Thoughts? Well, I feel like this one's pretty believable. Um, the skeptic in me says, well, I guess information is pretty easily accessed. Maybe there's a way that he could have found all this out. But also, I just don't, I don't, I I feel like it's really hard to be skeptical with this because he was two. Exactly. Like, that's so young to be able to regurgitate all of that if someone told you to. And it's so young to like, like, I don't know. I buy it. I don't know why I buy it. Like, I mean, like, he wouldn't really have to regurgitate it, like, in front of a camera or anything, because this is all, like, from the parents' account. True. Um, uh, so this could all be a hoax, but it, it's what I come, like, it, it's what I come back to literally every episode. Everything could be a fucking lie, and everything could be a fucking yeah. hoax, but if that's what you believe already, like, this is the wrong podcast right. for you. Like, we're clearly about giving topics that aren't usually very... I don't know, like seriously considered like the benefit of the doubt because like the default in mainstream society is to not give those topics the benefit of the doubt. So could everything be a hoax? Yeah, of course, but that's not really the point. We're missing it in that case, um, which is why like, of course I think that too. I'm like, ah, oh, this could all be a lie. But then I'm like, <laughs> but like I'm reading these for a reason. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah. almost like inspired by this kind of stuff because I'm like, but what if like, and what if it's not a lie at all? And yeah. I just wonder how or why, which I guess like what you were talking about with the unfinished business, that makes sense. But also it's like, mm-hmm. this dude probably doesn't remember this if it was true. So like, what do you think he's doing now? See the Air Force? <laughs> um, <laughs> the kid? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it doesn't say. There's not like a lot of follow-up here, but um, no, I, I doubt it. I think, again, if my theory is right, I think that, like, the, the spirit or whatever, like, attaches to this thing before, like, attaches to, like, a kid before it's born and then does, like, finishes whatever business it has to and then it leaves. And I don't think, like, it influences the, the original host's life, like, any longer. Um, calling it a host really makes it sound like a possession. <laughs> um, I also want to yeah. say, like, like, for the parents, there isn't much to gain monetarily from this, you know? Like, I'm just gonna say it, book sales do not give you that much money. Like, there's a point where even if you sell, like, 50000 there's no guarantee you'll sell the same amount next year. So, um, Shannon, please explain to the listeners how you are a reputable source for this. Oh, hi, my name's Shannon. I have a bachelor's degree in creative writing, and that means that either I'm going to be a shitty writer or I'm going to work in food service. I'm currently looking for barista jobs. I have one year of experience. Please hire me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Political talk. We should rebrand. Are you kidding me? Talk about the injustices of the current American economy. (gasps) Oh, my God. I can't even keep up with that. You can talk like that, and then I'll be like... Bachelor's degree is a new high school diploma. Oh, my God. I got my high school degree from a charter school and I was the valedictorian of five people. <laughs> um, anyway, what were we talking about? Reincarnation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think that there's not much benefit to that for them to lie. Cause one, you're going to look crazy Two, You're not going to get that much money. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, noted. So writing, not a lot of moolah there. Got it. Um, Okay. There is not, unless you write porn. Unless, really? Right, E.L. James with that Fifty Shades of Grey crap? Come on. I mean, there I are... know, but like, he's the, you know, like, she's the outlier because, like, that was just the, the one book that did big. But, like, in general, does, like, I don't know, does, like, writing and selling, like, your erotica stories actually make you more money than. Um, I feel like it might because if you think about it, there's a huge market for that. Like, there are plenty of women who just. They can't get it any other way. Like the the mind is you don't powerful. Think it's like 
maybe like 12 years ago it wasn't very saturated but i feel like at this point it's as saturated as basically any other genre so you're probably right yeah i didn't think about that because especially with online publishing and self-publishing you gotta be like oh my god shannon i don't know how we're gonna do this because it's not gonna be scary at all but we have to do an episode of just like funny talk or whatever the fuck where we talk about some of the titles that i have found on amazon about like (laughs) like some of these self-published and i don't know if you ever like self-published because you know you have a creative writing bachelor's degree i'm sure you can write um but (laughs) thanks (laughs) and if you can't write and 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 no what i'm saying is and if you can't write but you don't have a publishing house behind you uh apparently like a lot of people say like you know your best option is to like just self-publish on amazon or whatever so your book and i can tell that a lot of these people like really just don't know what the fuck they're doing but they go for it and honestly right. kudos to them uh but bro some of the some of the titles that i have found there <laughs> on amazon some of like the erotic titles even non-erotic but it's just fucking insane and I, i'll read some of the stuff just for my own amusement and boy like <laughs> those storylines are gold yeah i mean i i just don't want to do that whatsoever because self-publishing is just (laughs) so much responsibility it's so saturated i don't think that i have what it takes to market my own work i would rather have a publisher do it for me and also it's just nice for someone else to say i'm good rather than me being like i'm good fuck you guys (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm not that pretentious like i'd rather just wait also, something I'm learning yeah. is that 23 is not as old as I think it is, and I have literally like 70 more years to be published. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters. Time isn't real. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like being an author is very different from being like a pop star. Right. Like, if you're not young, you're like, bye. But like, authors, like, I don't know, like, how old was Shakey Rowling when she came out with the first Harry Potter? In I think she was in her 30s. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's different yeah um, i'm not in a rush i guess yeah no don't be because you're gonna like spoil your creative juices or something i don't know um yeah. so second case is um cameron mccauley so cameron mccauley um lived his whole life in glasgow in scotland but um at the age of two again age of two um he started talking about how his previous life he had lived on the island of Barra, which uh was uh in the west coast of scotland around 200 miles away from where he and his family lived so he'd never again lived anywhere else but he said that he was from this island he started talking about a white house that overlooked the ocean and the beach and he uh would say that like there were airplanes where he used to live and that they used to land on the beach and then he could see them from his bedroom window and uh, he talked about how he was very fond of a black and white dog that he had while he lived on the island of Vara. the parents were like what the fuck <laughs> what um we rather you had like an imaginary pig demon friend like honestly <laughs> oh no i am so, um episode five up now so um the family had never been to bara neither had this kid again um but they were like fucking let's go fine like shut up we're gonna take you to the island so you can i don't know like feel fulfilled i guess that's like the common thread here that like whatever like spirit is reincarnating they need to like fulfill some kind of desire so they take the kid to the island and um his uh, dad on the island, this kid's dad in his past life, his name was Shane Robertson. And the kid said that he died uh, because he was knocked over by a car. Um, The kid's actual words were, quote, unquote, he didn't look both ways. So Um, he said that uh, one of the strangest um things about where he used to live were like the toilets he um used to complain that like the kid complained that umbara his parents had three toilets like i didn't really get that part of the article like wait what's the complaint that they He's only have three, about toilets? three i know like i have one <laughs> i know <home>. like, <laughs> but anyway that's something he complained about so um he also would spend a long a a lot of time drawing his house like from his past life which which was this like long wide building it was tall it was standing on the beach um he'd sit on like a chair uh and talk to his parents 
about his previous parents oh. and brothers and sisters. Can you imagine, like, as a parent being like fucking ungrateful I, little shit? Like, I would be mad. You're talking about how you're, yeah, how you're like old dad is so great, and here I am, like. Oh, but we only had <laughs> three toilets, so like, I guess you guys are all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um. So yeah, he he, he talked about his previous family. Um, and as time went on, he became, um, more, like, upset about the thought of, um, leaving his other mom. He, he'd, he'd cry and he'd feel bad because he wished that his mom knew that he was alright, which I thought was really sweet. Um, that's what the article says. So, the story became popular in, like, the area and it gained the attention of a film company and the film company, um, suggested that the family takes the kid to the island to see what happens. And this is where I'm going back to the to where I was. So they go they go to the island, right? So they go to the island in 2006. Um, the kid was... He was either six or seven. So uh, he's still very young. They go to the island. They are escorted by a child psychologist because the psychologist is also interesting in seeing what happens. And I guess seems maybe kind of a skeptic and just wants to see what's up so um Mm -hmm. they go he sees the house like when the plane lands he couldn't stop jumping up and down and he said quote unquote i'm going home i'm going home um i'm back (laughs) (laughs) he just began like yelling um when they landed on the beach and he ran into the house um he yeah so he was very excited um something that i forgot to mention actually is that the kid said that his previous mom had long brown hair that fell all the way down her back and that she used to read him stories from the Bible. However, the parents say that they weren't particularly religious um, and they'd never done this ever to him at home. So he, this is just like another factor that is unexplainable. I just forgot to mention that. Um, so uh, the kid was very excited to see the house he um run the kid runs straight into the house he's very excited but then um he but then as soon as he gets to the door he becomes very quiet apparently he was like sad that his house didn't like look quite the same it was like like worn down and like unkempt and whatnot um but he was like oh whatever he kept exploring he was still excited so he kept running around um he could like identify all the nooks and crannies of the house the three toilets of course and um to his mother's surprise when they went to the home's garden he took them to his quote-unquote secret entrance that he had been talking about to his parents for years so there's that yeah the kid was able to just like identify that um that was interesting. Is there anyone living at this house at this point? There was not. No, no. So again, the cat, the house was like ran down. Okay. And that's why the kid was sad when he first entered the door because he was like, "Oh, my old home looks so bad. Like no one's like kept it pretty and whatnot." So, which which I wanted to point out because it's like you know, like maybe the, the kid did have a connection to this house because if he was like sad by seeing it like this, like shit, like this must be true. So, yeah. Now the strangest part of this though of this story this one's a little different than the other one like everything doesn't like piece together quite so well is that the family the research was able to find one of the surviving family members uh, from this kid's like alleged past life mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately like the relative didn't seem to know anything about a man called um, Shane Robertson I forgot to mention that was the name that um that the kid said he had in his past life his name was shane robertson he didn't like have a specific profession at least not one that's mentioned in the article his thing is just that he lived in this big white tall house in the island of Barra. um so and his name was shane he they found a family member uh with the same last name like allegedly from the same family tree but this person didn't know anything about this shane um and uh, ho- however um the family though his family like the robertson family they did have photos of the dog and the car that the little kid cameron said he had seen in his visions so um what the heck 
Yeah, so like the the article theorizes that maybe the relative like was too young to know like Shane Robertson and so he won't remember it's it's but also like the age of the relative in question isn't specified so that made it difficult for me to understand uh how feasible that theory would be. So, um another dimension. Yeah, but there must be I feel like there must be some reasonable explanation because like the kid got everything right, but this, yeah, you know, like, yeah, maybe the relative just wasn't like. Well, the thing is that according to like the research, the relative would have been at the house around about the same time that Shane Robertson lived in that house. Oh, okay. So to answer my own question, the relative like was an old man when Cameron like mm. saw him. Uh, when the little boy like met the relative, the relative was an old man, which means that he he would have been able to live with Shane Robertson, the past life man, in the same house around the same time. Which is why this article is like, you know, we don't really have anything to like explain that away. That's kind of just like yeah. a fuck up on the kid's part. Like, does that mean that he's lying though? I don't know. Um, as he grew older, the kid began to lose memories of the island. And um, started living a normal life. One of the last things that he mentioned was that um, he would talk to his friends. Like the kid would talk to his kid friends. And he'd say shit like, quote unquote, don't worry about dying. Just come back again. I need to lay off with that. (laughs) Yeah. So that that was one of the last things he said before. Like he stopped being a weird fucking kid and. Stop talking about reincarnation. Um, another thing was his mom once asked Cameron, how did you get here to me? Uh, and he replied, quote unquote, I fell through and went into your tummy. Oh, so yeah, fucking rad. Um, the psychologist, the, the psychologist that accompanied, sorry, to accompany the, the family to the island, um, believed that it was just the kid's imagination. But like, like what the article argues is like, even if the kid had seen the house on like television or something, like that doesn't mean that he'd know like about the inside of the house or he would know the gate or the secret entrance that he took his parents through. Um, and like the view from his bedroom window overlooking the beach, like in the area where the planes landed, like there's no way he could have known that. So. Yeah, explain that one. <laughs> so is there actually any record of the Shane Robertson existing, or do we just go by this old man not remembering him? Uh, no, there is. Okay. Uh, there is. But, like, this relative didn't, like, know okay. about Shane Robertson. And he was, allegedly, from the same Robertson family tree. Yeah. So, that's problematic. Right. I don't know most of my cousins, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So you know that could explain it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not gonna say that's inconsequential, but it's not as big as everything else. Because but anyway, um, I, I don't want to say that that part is inconsequential. The part about the relative not knowing about Shane Robertson, but it like there's still a pile of other shit that this kid was able to like know about just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. That to me is really like I don't know. Um. Something I was thinking about when you were talking is the mom. Like, he he remembered the mom or whatever. And then, I don't know, I was just going to, like, a narrative place of, like, well, the, the family member didn't remember him. What if, like, the mom either, like, kept the kid a secret or something? Or maybe the mom's just crazy and what he's actually remembering is the mom's memories of thinking she had a son. But that's a little overdramatic. <laughs> Ooh... I like it though. I mean, yeah, yeah it is a little dramatic. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like, I think what I believe at this point is, um, reincarnation is real, but no, you don't necessarily like come back as soon as you die. You do, but it could take years. And two just reading this kids, these kids stories and how they both just go back to like normalcy afterwards I think that it's also not a thing where 
you are literally reborn but rather you are your own person but something like somehow attached to you in the womb not in like a creepy way but like just some spirit or something that has some unfinished business and so they come into this world and use you to like be able to fulfill whatever they need to fulfill they use like your body as their vessel i guess you know like talking that saying it a lot it all does sound very creepy and it sounds very much like possession but um yeah and then they leave yeah i think that i think that we've come to no conclusion at all <laughs> which is fine like this happens this happens right. often and it's fine because if we already like don't agree on exactly what we both believe from the get-go like you know like it, it's gonna be hard well, I believe in those specific stories. Like, I think those for sure. But I don't know what the cause is, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just, I feel hesitant to to make any firm assumptions about what happens after death, just as a rule. Okay, that's fair. Well, um, uh, if you guys listening have any explanations, or if you have any suggestions or other theories for how this could be explained. Um, uh, if you remember your past life, please tweet us. Yeah, or if you remember your past life, do comment. Please tell us about it. Tweet us. Um, leave us a comment on YouTube or on SoundCloud or like literally wherever you're listening. Um, also, rate this podcast. Quick segue. Um, we love when the podcast is rated. So um, give us five stars. We will take nothing less and we will ban you if you give us four stars. So, Banned for life. Um, <laughs> until your next life you'll be able to listen to us <laughs> but yeah i mean let us know if you have anything um that's all i got shannon any um, last comments as i said before i am looking for a job please hire me <laughs> oh yeah also if anyone has any hookups for shannon. yeah we don't get paid for this we're doing this because we love you <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, uh, everyone, have a good night. Um, don't let the demons bite, honestly. Episode one, hello. Time isn't real. Time isn't real. Um, honestly, are we living in a simulation? Fucking episode eight or nine idea. <gasps> no, no, no. I am not ready to dive into that. Is that even scary? <laughs> That's pretty scary to me. Are you kidding? Um, Maybe we can have bonus episodes where we just talk stoner thoughts. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> we, a lot of these come up during like a regular episode, right. so I, I think we should. Or maybe we could just incorporate it into like the philosophical episode that I said we should have about free yeah. will, because that's very much like that kind of thing. Um, okay. Anyway, wow. King of segues <laughs> and tangents. Um, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Have a good night. Don't get possessed. Um, if you reincarnate um give me a shout out on twitter be like it's real um talk scary and remember that you can listen to us um on all podcast listening platforms we are on uh, soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts, google play etc as scary talk podcast shannon i will talk to you already soon. so long farewell okay and good night, good night everyone Bye bye